Well, good morning, everybody. Go ahead and have a seat. It's good to see you while our kids are coming in. I want to remind you of a few things. Um, quickly, I want to invite you to a couple things. Next week, uh, right after this service, from 12.30 to 4 o'clock, Heather and I are going to host an open house for all of you at our home. Um, so if you have kids that need to go home and uh, take a nap, you can bring them home, give them a nap after church, and come back. There will be food, so come hungry, and that's for all of you. And then on Christmas Eve... From 5 o'clock to 5.45, short service, we're going to celebrate together Christmas here, um, and then you can go home and have a great time on Christmas Eve with your families, uh, but for right now, I want everybody to put your hands together for our kids, and you're going to enjoy this. Good job, guys. It's good. It's one of my... Uh, highlights of Christmas. I, I like a lot of things about Christmas. I, I really do uh, love Christmas. The even, you know, the the lights and the food, and I even even like a little bit of uh, fruitcake in in small portions as well. <laughs> but I don't like the shopping part. It's all about that traffic, and so I'm glad that that's not really part of the true meaning of Christmas. Uh, and this morning, in a few minutes, we're gonna take communion, which if you're familiar with that, it's a reminder of the death of the Lord Jesus. And so sometimes, you know, maybe we think, well, uh, Christmas is a time to celebrate his birth. And we think of birth and death as opposites. And so you may think, well, why, why would we remember Jesus in his death at the time of Christmas? And really, even as a lot of the songs kind of brought out there was a, um, there's a very close tie to the birth and the death of Jesus. And I, I think of the, there's a dialogue in Hebrews 12, and I'm not going to, or Hebrews chapter 10, I'm not going to read that, but I would encourage you sometime during this season to go home and read it toward the end of the Bible in Hebrews chapter 10. And Jesus talks to his father, and it gives a very specific time that this happens. It says, when he came into the world. So this is a, a Christmas chapter, really. And Jesus says to his father, you know, and I'm going to paraphrase this. This isn't going to be a quote, but you can double check me and go home and, and read and see if that's really what it means. Um, he says, all of these centuries, people have been bringing offerings. They've been bringing bulls. They've been bringing grain. They've been bringing all these things to give to you because of sin. And as, you know, as our uh, DJ mentioned, sin is a problem that all of us have. And all of us have that in our lives, and all people have had that all through the history of mankind. And that creates a problem between us and God that needs to be solved for us to have joy and for God to have joy. Because he created us to be in community with himself, and he can't do that as long as this problem of sin exists. Well, so Jesus, when he came into the world, he said, all of those sacrifices, all those offerings did not please you, Father, but you've prepared a body for me. And that's kind of a, a big thought to me, to think that when Jesus was born as a little baby and he came to the world in that form, he took on a body it was a body specifically prepared by his father 
to be a sacrifice and an offering. And so that is what we see, you know, as we look at, at Christmas time and we look on down through, uh, through the life of Jesus and the many stories that we enjoy about his life. But Jesus came for one purpose. And as he came into this world, he had that end in mind. So this morning, we're going to uh, do communion a little bit different. It'll be passed to you. And as it comes, remember the meaning behind the bread and the juice. The bread is the body of Jesus given for us. And so if you know Jesus as your Savior, you take that bread. That was what Jesus instituted in communion. But think about him coming into this world as a baby. You know, he was God. He's always been God, God the Son, and yet he became man. But not just for the purpose of being out with us, although he did that and he made God known to us in that way, but he became a man because all along God needed two things to pay for sin. One was death and the other was blood. And God as a spirit could not die and he had no blood to shed. But when God, the Father, created this body, made this body for Jesus, he had both. And he could now die, and he could shed his blood. And since his blood was free from any sin, God was finally satisfied in his son, Jesus. So as he came into this world, he demonstrated a sinless life. He proved that he was the perfect sacrifice for sin. And it pleased God when he finally came to that point in his life where he laid down his life to die for us. And then as the juice comes by, remember that was the blood, a symbol of the blood of Jesus shed for you so that you and I can have peace with God. And I really pray that it, as we've already heard this morning, that everybody in this room has realized that and accepted that Jesus died for you so that you could have peace with God. That's why it says peace on earth and goodwill to men because finally we can have peace with God because Jesus came into this world in a body. He died to pay for our sins. And now, if you haven't already, you can do it even while you sit in, the, in your chair before communion even comes to you. Receive that gift from God. The gift, yes, the gift of a little baby born in a manger 2,000 and some years ago. But even greater, the gift of salvation that he completed on the cross at the end of his life in this earth. So I, I pray that you have done that to, um, at some point in your life. If you haven't, I pray that you do that this morning, even while we're praying now and giving thanks for the bread and for the juice. And then the offering will come after that now. So let's just take a moment moment to give thanks and uh, appreciate what God has done for us in Jesus. Father, thank you for preparing a body for your son, that he would come into this world, that he would live in this world for people to see, to record the perfectness of his life, to go to the cross, to bear our sins in that very body on the cross and take them all the way. Thank you for the peace and the joy that we can have this morning because of the work of Jesus. 
Thank you for this loaf this morning that we'll take in remembrance of that body that you took. Thank you for the juice that reminds us of the blood that was shed for us. Thank you, too, for the offering that, that will be taken all hearts that will give. And we just pray that that would be used to further your gospel and to further your kingdom in this world. And just thank you for this time together. Thank you for these kids and for the, the joy that they've brought, too, to our hearts this morning. And we just commit the, the rest of our time to you in Jesus' name.
there just victory in that word? I love it. I want to encourage you and challenge you with one simple thing. In John 17, it's my favorite passage in the Bible. It's where Jesus prays to his Father. Just this amazing prayer. He prays for his disciples. He prays for people who would believe because of the preaching of the gospel. And that's us. And then he says to his Father in heaven, he says, Father, I have accomplished the work that you sent me to do. And then a chapter or two later, he's hanging on the cross. And he says the words, it is finished. Right? He says the words, it is finished. Which means there is absolutely nothing left for me to do. And I love this picture right here. Because this is the star over the manger. Right? But what, what is that star shaped like in this picture? Cross. You know why that's awesome? Because on Christmas, we don't just celebrate Jesus being born. Because if Jesus was born without growing up and then dying on the cross, we have absolutely nothing to celebrate. Right? So at Christmas, we celebrate our salvation. We celebrate that our Savior was born. And so this Christmas, all the decorations and all the lights, and all, I mean, I have three Christmas trees in my house. Who needs three Christmas trees in their house? We do, apparently. The lights, all that stuff is great. It's awesome. But this, a star turned into a cross where the blood of Jesus would save us from our sins for eternity. That's something to praise about. That is something to say hallelujah about, right? And so we're going to sing one more song. My challenge to you is that Christmas this year, make the main thing the main thing. Have all the presents. Have all the lights. Let all of that that we do point us to not just celebrating Jesus being born, but celebrating Jesus dying on the cross. And because of that, I have victory. So the song we're about to sing is not what you would think is a Christmas song, right? But it really is. Because we have victory in Jesus, and the greatest victory in all human history was born on Christmas Day. And his name was Jesus. So let's stand together right now, kids and everything. Let's just stand together and sing this song out because we have victory in Jesus and he is the God of angel armies. Let's sing it out. <laughs>